Welcome to Daily Devotion with Ken Gurley. Devotions designed to inspire you on your daily walk with God. Each day we walk through the vital principles of the abundant life. Our Lord can do above and beyond all we ask or think. Here's your host, Ken Gurley. David is one of the Bible's most beloved characters. The giant killer, the shepherd, the king, the man after God's own heart. David had many well-known sons. Perhaps his most famous is Solomon, renamed Jedidiah by the prophet Nathan. Solomon was known for his heavenly wisdom and succeeded David as king of Israel. Another son was Adonijah, a son born in Hebron. With cousin Joab's help, he tried to carnally manipulate himself to be king. Some shrewd thinking from Bathsheba, spiritual insight from Nathan, an anointing from Zadok, and a little muscle from Benai, and Adonijah's kingly notions faded. Who could fail to think of Amnon with his foolish lust and equally foolish trust? And what about Absalom? He was the vengeful, handsome, and treacherous son who slew his half-brother and stole the hearts of Israel from his father. These were the more well-known sons of David. Today's parents might name their children after popular heroes, sports figures, talking heads, prominent media stars. All are fodder for children's name in these days. In biblical times, however, the naming of a child was a spiritual event. The name sometimes was a reminder of an experience with God. I think of Leah, Jacob's lesser-loved wife. She gave Jacob six sons, but the birth of her first four sons is especially poignant in Scripture. The four sons are mentioned in four successive verses in Genesis 29. Each child represents an answered prayer and a yearning heart. She whispers over her firstborn, Reuben, God, you've delivered me. She sighs over her secondborn, Simeon, God has heard me. She pines over her thirdborn, Levi, God has united me. And finally, she rejoices over her fourth son, Judah, God is to be praised. The names of these boys reminded Leah of the faithfulness of the Almighty God. Have you ever had such moments, those transition points, the places where God touched you and blessed you, and you just wanted to memorialize the moment? Well, in a similar sense, we see that these three unknown sons of David were spiritually significant in his life. David had some great experiences with God, some he immortalized in Psalm, but there were three lessons he chose to place in the names of these three sons. Oh, their biographies in Scripture are pitifully thin. There is no records of battles they fought, won, or lost. There is no record of the people they loved or hated. The gifts received are the gifts given. It's almost as if the Holy Spirit wanted only one thing remembered about these three boys, their names. Their names, the names of David's lesser-known sons, Elishama, Eliada, and Eliphalet. They sound like the conjugation of a Latin verb, Elishama, Eliada, Eliphalet. I think these are three children, in a way, that are needed by us all. I hear David sigh 
when he sees each of these boys because he would remember an event or a time where God brought him through. Everyone should have three memorable events like this, signal moments in their lives. Everyone should have three children named after these boys. David's three unknown sons. All this week on Daily Devotion, we're talking about the faith to see the impossible. I think this frames it very, very well. The first son that we're looking at today of David that was lesser known, his name was Elishama. It simply means God hears. Can you imagine the moment that David said, let's name this boy Elishama. Let's name him God hears. When you look at the life of David, it's a breathless acclamation of that single truth. God hears. David knew that as well as any person alive. Anytime you think of David, place him on a witness stand. He would place his callous fingers on the word of God and could say, I do not lie. God hears. David's faith was very simple in this regard. Psalm 34, the righteous cry and the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. David was confident that God would hear him when he cried. Isn't that the simple faith needed by every one of us today? David knew it. It must have been a motto, a mantra, a maxim, a slogan in his life. Elishama, Elishama, Elishama. God hears. Perhaps as we post notes on refrigerators, David just wanted a perpetual reminder. So he named one of his sons Elishama. I can almost hear David say, you don't have to be as smart as Solomon. You don't have to be as good looking as Absalom. You just have to be here to remind me, Elishama, God hears. God not only hears, he wants to hear. Our wickedness can keep God from hearing, Isaiah 59. Our worldliness can refrain God's hearing, James 4. Our willfulness can keep God from hearing, Genesis 4. Don't stop. God hears. He wants to hear. If prayerlessness is the father of sin, faithlessness must be sin's grandfather. Those who have confidence that God hears they will pray. Those who don't believe that God hears and responds to prayer refuse to pray. Prayerlessness then is the belief in a God who cannot hear. The sweet psalmist of Israel prayed and giants tumbled, strongholds disappeared, and the emotional effects of neglect, estrangement, and treachery transmuted from lead to gold. Your heart can be mended. How do I know that? Elishama. God hears. Your wounds can be healed. How do I know that? Elishama, God hears. Your relationships can be reconciled and renewed. How do I know that? Elishama, God hears. Your losses can be restored. Your trials can be endured. Your children can return to God. How do you know that, Pastor? Elishama, God hears. Silence isn't golden in God's world. Call on him. Speak, because God hears. 
The second unknown son of David is Eliada. God knows. You need this second child, this second affirmation in your life. What confidence it is to know that God hears. What greater confidence is it to know that God knew all about it before we ever prayed, that we never catch him by surprise. King David named that boy Eliada, God knows. David had this uncanny sense that God knew everything about him and still loved him. As a child, he felt God's gaze upon him as he watched over his father's sheep. He sensed it. Just as surely as he watched his sheep, God was watching David. The Lord is my shepherd. God, you know. To David, God wasn't some distant force or cosmic principle. He was the God who knew him. The bear, the lion, and the giant all seemed smaller because David had a divine perspective. He saw them the way God saw them, as small and tiny insults to the flock of Israel. God knows our frame. God knows our time frame. God knows our deeds. He knows our misdeeds. The Lord knows your daydreams. He knows your nightmares. He knows. Isn't that a comfort? He knows. It's often wondered when these three boys were born. The only clue we have is that they were born in Jerusalem, meaning during the reign of King David. I can think of a time when David needed an Eliada. He needed an assurance that God knows. David momentarily suffered under the delusion that God had overlooked something. Perhaps the one who remembered hiding from King Saul thought he could hide his misdeeds from the king of kings. It was after the seemingly successful cover-up of his sin with Bathsheba. Uriah had been killed. A hasty marriage arranged. The child was about to be born. David must have congratulated himself how smart he had been. Smart, so smart. Smarter than God? Although silent, the Bible says that David's actions displeased the Lord. David, if you want to keep Elishama in your life, if you want God to keep hearing, if you want him to keep answering prayer, then you'd better keep Eliada close because God not only hears, he knows. David was sitting in judgment over other men's sins, but he couldn't see his own. And for such blindness, God sent a preacher, and he still does. It was Nathan, a gift from God, who came to David. God loved David enough to give him a face-to-face encounter with his holiness. And after a parable where the king pitifully judged himself worthy of death, he heard the preacher say, Thou art the man. At that moment, David understood there's nothing secret from God. I can't hide my record from him. My uprisings, my downsittings are observed. The hairs on my head are numbered. My days are counted like sand in an hourglass. My thoughts are observed, Eliada, God knows. David would name one of the sons of Bathsheba after the preacher who confronted him in his sins. But he named another son, Eliada, just a reminder that God knows. At breakfast, he saw that visible reminder, God knows. At lunch, God knows. At dinner, Eliada, God knows. Know me, God. Know my ways. Try the reins of my heart. God knows. He knows you will fall, but he also wants you to know that he wants to help you 
get back up. The third son, Eliphalet, God delivers. Elishama, Eliada, Eliphalet, God hears, God knows, God delivers. What comfort there is in that that God can extract me from that situation. When David was compassed about with his enemies, can you imagine him stirring this third child and say, Eliphalet, stir yourself. God delivers. Call aloud on the name of Jesus. Stir him from his seeming slumber in the storm of your life. Watch him slosh forward in the boat in the raging storm and hear him rebuke, winds and waves, and find deliverance in him. There were three sons, three forgotten sons. Each of them have a significant meaning. I've told you that God knows. I've told you that God hears. I've told you that God delivers. That knowledge is with a purpose. He doesn't use it to hurt, but to heal. He wants to set you and I free this very day. What chains bind you? And what mental prison are you currently held hostage? What deliverance do you need? In your reach is an eliphalet, the delivering power of the almighty God. Depression, meet eliphalet. Diabetes, high blood pressure, heart disease, addiction, sorrow, misery, and pain. There is a deliverer because God hears, God knows, God delivers. And I believe everyone, just like David, we need these three reminders in our lives. Thank you for sharing in daily devotion with Ken Gurley. We pray this ministry has been a source of encouragement and strength to you. Please be mindful that your financial support enables us to meet with you each day. To give a donation or connect with us, visit our website at kengurley.com. There you will also find the latest books, podcasts, and resources. Blessed, 90 Days to Change Your World is Pastor Gurley's latest book. You can get your copy of this life-changing book at kengurley.com. May God's favor rest on you in every way until we meet again.